scripture says that without vision, the people perish. King James, without revelation, the people cast off restraint. NIV. So this idea of vision, whenever you read about vision in the Bible, you have to understand God is not talking about something that man makes up. He's talking about something that he makes up. Vision is revelation from God. And I like the way the message puts it in today's language. And I want to look at this Proverbs 29, 18. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, that's the vision part. They are most blessed. They are most blessed. God's vision is critical. We have to see what God sees. We have to have that revelation from God. What is God saying? But not only do we have to have God's vision, church, we have to have God's timing. I want to talk to you about timing for for a moment this morning. I want to talk about how in the kingdom, timing is everything. And we see that here in Numbers chapter 9. The Israelites are, are preparing, right? They're preparing to go into the promised land, but we discover that they're not quite ready for that. And so God has them in the desert. Watch this journey. Look at the timing here. Numbers 9 verse 15. On the day the tabernacle, the tent of the covenant law was set up, the cloud covered it. And from evening until morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That is how it continued to be. The cloud covered it, and at night it looked like fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. And wherever, wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites encamped. Verse 18, at the Lord's command, the Israelites set out, and at his command, they encamped. And as long as the cloud stayed over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. When the cloud remained over the tabernacle a long time, the Israelites obeyed the Lord's order and they did not set out. Verse 20. Sometimes the cloud was over the tabernacle only a few days. And at the Lord's command, they would encamp. And then at his command, they would set out. Verse 21. Sometimes the cloud stayed only from evening till morning. And when it lifted in the morning, they would set out. Whether by day or by night, whether the cloud lifted, they set out. Watch this, verse 22. Whether the cloud stayed over the tabernacle for two days, a month, or a year, the Israelites would remain in camp and not set out. But when it lifted, they would set out. Let's just stop right there. Let's just stop right there. There is a time to camp. And there is a time to move in the kingdom. And I have discovered that in the kingdom of God, there are movers and there are campers. Right? The campers don't want to move and the movers don't want to camp. How many of you know what I'm talking about? The movers, right? Their, their, their idea is we can't stay here. We got to get moving. The campers say, why can't we stay here? It's fine. Right. How many of you know whether or not you're a mover or you're a camper? Right. Some of you are like, man, I love camping out. I just like kind of just, you know, others of you, man, like, where's the next mountain? Let's let's conquer this thing. You know, let's move on to the next assignment. You know, this we've been living in this house for three days. It's time to move. (laughs) Right. Some of you are the movers and the shakers. Right. Some of you are make things happen. Others of you wonder what happened. That's kind of how it works in the kingdom. 
Now, if I want to ask you a question this morning. This is a test, okay? How many, raise your hand. How many of you think I am a mover? Raise your hand. I'm a mover. Pastor Walt's a mover. Hands down. How many of you think Pastor Walt's a camper? The campers win. It was, it was, it was pretty close to a tie there. I don't like change. Which is ironic because we're making tons of changes around here. But here's the deal. When I get home, true story, you can ask anyone in my family. I put on the same pair of pants almost every day. They're specially designed pants that don't have to be washed but once every three weeks. Come on, guys. How many of you? Come on, guys. All right? Listen. If I knew I wasn't going to be rejected, I'd be wearing like overalls this morning with suspenders. I mean, I wear this. This is true. I come home, same pair of pants. I sit in the same chair. I go to bed the same time. I get up the same time. I eat the same thing for breakfast. I'm the same, same kind of guy. I take the same route to church every day. I say, it's right. How many guys? Same route. Other people are like, oh, let's do something different today. Not me. I am. I like stability. I like consistency. I like predictability. That's, that's kind of how I'm wired. We've, we've lived in our third house since we moved to Omaha 20 years ago. Third house. I won't go into all the details. But the first two houses, when we sold those houses and moved, I stood in our driveway and I cried. I wept bitter tears. Five years in the first house, five years in the second house, and I don't want to move. I want a homestead. We just got it right. Why change it? How many of you know what I'm talking about? So maybe you can identify that. Listen, I love routine and I love stability, but I love God even more. And that's why when the pillar of fire moves, I move. It's not because it's in my personality. It's because I have this desire to do whatever it takes to build the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom, neither the campers or the movers, they get to choose when it's time to move. They don't get to choose. The cloud by day, the fire by night calls the shots when it's time to move. You know, and this is a pattern that we see throughout both the Old and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they had to keep in step with this this cloud. And by day it was a cloud and by night it was this fire. And they had to keep in step when the cloud moved, they would move. But in the New Testament, they had to keep in step with the spirit. When the spirit moved, they would move. In the Old Testament, the, the, the fire was over the tabernacle. In the New Testament, the fire is within the tabernacle, within the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so whether we're living in the Old Testament, which we're not anymore, the Old Covenant, we're living now in the New Covenant, and we still have to keep in step with the, the Spirit. There is this divine dance, if you will, that we have with God. It, it's keeping in step with God. I don't know if you, if you dance, if that's your thing. Uh, more power to you. Uh, but you have to keep in step with the other person. Otherwise, you step all over, and you trip, and you fall, and it's a mess. Three or four months ago, I don't remember when it was, we went to... Uh, I think it's called Family Fun Center. 
And uh, it was a Sunday afternoon and we we're just like, let's do something as a family. So we got in the, we got over there and bought the tickets and and we found this game called Dance Dance Revolution. How many of you are familiar with that game? OK, OK. Here, so here's what it is. Players stand on a dance platform. I have to read it because I'm not a dancer. Players, they stand on this dance platform and they hit these colored arrows with their feet to musical and visual cues. And the players are judged by how well they are timed in their dance. So you're standing on this thing and you hit what kind of music you want. And the music's beat, you know, and the beat's going. And then you, ah, 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 ah. And you're doing this thing. And then pretty soon you're, ah, ah, you're doing all this kind of stuff. So, so you can learn that too. We're going to call Family Fun Center ahead of time. Let them know hundreds of people are showing up today. (laughs) Timing is everything, right? Timing is everything. And in the kingdom, it's not dance, dance, revolution. It's dance, dance, revelation. God gives you revelation and then you dance with him with it. There's a timing to it. There's a timing in music. There's a timing in athletics. There's a timing in the kingdom. And timing is everything. I hope you did not do any videotaping this morning. (laughs) Ushers, please check them at the door. So here's the deal. You can have God's vision. Listen closely. You can have God's vision, but if you don't have God's timing, you have nothing. You have nothing. You can see what God sees, but if you're not in step with him, you don't have a vision. You don't have a vision. You're out of step with God. And, 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 and back in 2013, if you'll remember, we, we were planning on a third service. We did surveys. We were praying. We were planning. We were getting close to saying, hey, we're going to do this thing. And God hit the pause button in 2013. We had the right vision, but we didn't have the right timing. We were out of step. And so God hit the pause button and we waited. And here we are today ready to launch our third service because we believe the cloud is moving. Let me give you a little history of this journey. We were ready to to pull up stakes, if you will, break up camp, move to our third service about three years ago. Why didn't God want us to move? Right vision, wrong time. Why wasn't God moving us to move to a third service? I want you to look at the scripture with me. Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. Exodus 13, verse 17. When Pharaoh let the people go, Watch this. God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their mind and go back to Egypt. Watch this again. Look at when Pharaoh let the people. Remember that big story? God did not lead them through on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. That was the shortest route to their destination. God said, I don't want them to take the short way. If they do, they face their, their enemy. They'll face war and they might change their mind. Okay, what's going on here? Another verse? Do we have another verse? So, thank you very much. So God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea. And the Israelites went up out of Egypt ready for battle. Here's what's crazy. They were they were ready for battle. They were in other words, they were armed, ready for battle, but they weren't ready for war. 
They had the weapons. They had the swords. They had the armory. They had the plan. They were ready to go. They were ready. But God says they're not ready. How many of you know you have the armor of God, but sometimes you don't know how to use the armor of God. Sometimes you have the vision and you got this great plan, but the timing isn't quite right. And God said, I'm not going to take them the shorter way because if they do, they're going to face big, big enemies. If they're not ready, they're not ready for those enemies. They're going to get discouraged. They're going to go back to Egypt. So God says, let's go the long way around. Sometimes God takes us the long way around because we're not ready to face our enemies. You wanted that Camaro when you were 16 years old, but you couldn't handle the power that came with it. You want that relationship, but you're not ready or the other person's not ready. You want that promotion. You're like, why can't I have that? Because you're not ready to face the enemies that come with that promotion. You want that dream. You want that vision, but you're not ready to face those enemies. And let me tell you, you may not know that, but God knows that. And you have to trust that when he leads you the long way around, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. God's delays do not mean God's denials. God made a promise to Israel that he would drive out the enemies living in the land. Look at it with me. Exodus 23 verse 29. He said, I'm going to drive them out. But watch this. But I will not drive them out in a single year. Because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little. I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. Don't despise church. Don't despise the day when God drives out your enemies, but he does it little by little. Don't despise the day when God leads you the long way around. Listen, just because he's delaying, it doesn't mean he's denying your request. He's just getting you ready. And it's interesting that Pastor Jason said the same thing in worship today. God's just saying the same thing. See, with God, timing is everything. In 2013, we weren't ready to face the the wild animals, if you will. The enemies of, of going into a third service. We weren't ready three years ago. We needed to make prayer our priority at that time. We needed to to bring alignment to the ministries here at the church and the the resources here and the and the team. We need to bring everything into alignment with our strategy of connect, grow, serve. We needed more unity. We needed more alignment. We needed to build an addition to meet our current needs and our future growth needs. Do you realize that over the last five years, we have spent four point two million dollars on this facility, on this almost 40 year old facility? Actually, just over 40 years to get it ready for the next thing God wants to do. And can, and here's what's awesome about that. We did it debt free. We did it debt free to the glory of God. And we needed to do that first. Just recently, we went through a restructuring with our staff and we brought on a couple other part time people and and uh, we've, we've shifted things around a little bit and just getting the team ready, getting ready for the next thing God has for us. Now's the time to add a third Sunday morning service. Before I tell you when those services are going to be, because you're dying, I can tell. I want to talk to you about why three services. Why three services? And it's simply this. We exist to lead all people. All people. Not some people. 
not a few people. We exist to lead all people from all backgrounds to real transformation in Christ. And I've said it before and I say it to you again this morning. As long as there is a need for repentance in this city, it's God's will for God's church to grow. God's will for God's church to grow. We are adding a third service. Why? To make room for God. We're making room for God to change more people. We're making room for more people to be transformed by the spirit of the living God. That's the primary purpose for our third service. Can I tell you this morning that God cares about numbers? I used to kind of, I don't know about numbers. You know, let's not make a big deal about numbers. But can I tell you that numbers represent the people that Jesus died for? Every one of you this morning, you know, we count every week. We count this room. We count all the rooms. We look at it every week. We pray about it every week. God, is your church growing? God, are your people growing? Numbers matter to God, and so they should matter to us. Listen, if you're not into numbers and you don't believe we should be into numbers, then read the book called Numbers. It was written by God. God is counting. He's counting sinners. He's counting sheep. He's counting nations. It's all over the Bible. God is counting and so are we. So before we zoom into what three services look like, I'm going to hold you off a little bit more here. I want to zoom out. I don't want to look at three years. What about this year? What about the next three years? This is what we see. We see at least 365 people getting saved this year. And the reason why is this. God added to their number daily those who were being saved. And we're not counting just on Sunday morning. We're counting Monday mornings too. And Tuesday mornings. And Tuesday afternoons. And every day. We look forward to the day when you come and you bring a ministry report. Here's how many I healed this week. Here's how many I saved this week. God saved through you. God healed through you. You understand what I'm saying? 365. Can we believe for that this year? Listen, if God can add 3,000 people to his church in one day, certainly he can add 365 over the course of a year. And, and, And maybe God will do that all in one day on Easter Sunday this year. But it's more than it was last year, so that's what it is. And I was praying, God, what is it? It's at least that number because God added to the number daily. We're believing that by the end of this year, our Sunday morning attendance is 2,000 people. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you unless you know what it is right now. 1,700 now. So we're believing by the end of this year, we're going to grow at least by 300 people in our weekend attendance. That will be our average. Now, adding a third service will enable us to do that. It will lift the lid. It will enable us to reach more people for Jesus. We're believing for 3,000 people here this Easter Sunday morning in our three services. Last year, we had 2,854 people. We can, we're going to at least hit that 3,000 mark. Because it's God's will that none should perish. But that all should come to repentance. At the beginning of this year, God put in my heart to believe that our Wednesday night prayer meeting would double in attendance. Double in attendance. We've almost reached that goal already. We're six weeks into this year. We almost had 300 this Wednesday night in our Wednesday night prayer meeting. Almost 300. And let me tell you, there's a reason why 300, almost 300 people were here Wednesday night. Because God is moving. God is stirring in those Wednesday night prayer meetings. We have 90 minutes, church, an hour and a half. Sometimes we go longer than that, where we are just in the presence of God. We are going where the cloud goes. We're going where the fire goes. And God is going in some really amazing places on Wednesday nights. It's incredible what God is doing. 
We encourage you to come out Wednesday night and experience. We, have almost, we had 718 people in the building this past Wednesday night. That means youth, children, adults. It, it's a growing thing. We're in the numbers because numbers represent the people that Jesus died for. We're believing our small groups to grow from 54, 53 groups to 80 groups this year. We're believing that our ministry team volunteers are going to grow from 800 to 1,000 this year. We believe that our missions giving is going to grow from 300,000 to 500,000 this year. We believe that our building is going to continue to get remodeled and equipped to equip you to build the kingdom. And just this past week, this is so, so exciting. Just this past week, we started tearing apart all of our adult classrooms. We're remodeling our adult classrooms. How are you doing it? We're doing it with the cash we have in hand. Our goal is to have all those rooms ready to go by Easter, ready to go to the next step. We said we're going to do it. And as we have the cash, we're going to do it and we're doing it. We're going to have about 80% complete by Easter. We still need about $80,000 cash to to get the the furniture needs and the electronic needs for those classrooms in place. And we're believing God for that. And we'll do it as we have the resources. Let me tell you more about our building this next year. As we have the cash flow, we're going to move down into our lower level. We got restrooms there, Brady Bunch restrooms that need to be remodeled. <laughs> we've got a student auditorium that is dying for fresh vision. And we've got a $300,000 vision to remodel our lower level. And as God brings in the resources this year, we're going to do it. Why? Because we want nice buildings? No, we need the right buildings. We need the right space so we can build people who will build the kingdom of God. We're going to do it this year, Lord willing. Next three years, let's take a look at that. We know this, God has called us to reach our city. It's not just about expanding under this roof and in these rooms and all of that. He's called us to reach our city. When Jesus looked over Jerusalem, he wept over Jerusalem because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he longed to be their shepherd. And can I tell you, he weeps over Omaha. He longs for the people of Omaha. He longs to be their shepherd. And we believe that God wants us to reach our city. But we know this. We can't do it alone. Not one single church in this city can reach this city. It's going to take all the churches in this city linking arms and reaching this city together. And can I tell you this morning, there is a huge citywide movement called Within Reach. Where nearly 50 churches are partnering together, including Glad Tidings. And they're saying, let's partner together to reach this city. This city, church, listen, is within reach as we partner together. And I want to talk briefly what that partnership looks like over the next three years. Very exciting. Each one of these 40 churches, almost 50 churches, have committed to a vision, a very specific within reach vision. Each church is is committed to reach someone, plant something, extend compassion, and do a citywide outreach together every year for the next three years. Reach someone. Let me talk to you about that for a moment. Each church has been challenged and has committed to doubling in their attendance by the year 2025. That means Glad Tidings Church is going to be at 3,800 people by 2025. If God can do it in a day, God can do it in three years. What does that look like? We can't fit that many people in this building. Plant something. Each church, including Glad Tidings, has made a commitment to plant one to two either church plants or multi-site locations around this area within the next three years. You take those numbers. We could be 3,800 people by 2025. We could reach that number. What if we had a campus in Council Bluffs? What if we had a campus in Blair? 
What if we know this? We can't stay here. (laughs) We're going to stay in this location, but we can't just stay in this location. We've got to expand out beyond this. And God's going to show us what that looks like, whether it's a planning, a a self-sovereign church or whether it's a multi-site where what that simply means is is one church in multiple locations. Where they have the same kind of messages that are being preached, the same worship, the same structure. It's just one glad tidings in multiple locations around our area. Extend compassion. Each church is committing to a to a big compassion project in our city, doing something to demonstrate to our city that Jesus and the church of Omaha loves them. And we're praying through what that looks like for us. Citywide outreach. This is very interesting. These almost 50 churches, listen to this. They are doing a coordinated four week outreach together beginning the week after Easter this year. The week after Easter this year. Four weeks following Easter, all these 50 churches are doing very similar messages, very similar outreach to this city. And we're going big with this. We're going TV, radio, billboards, invitations. Can you imagine 50 churches for four weeks being very intentional about getting evangelistic and reaching our city? That's what we're doing. We're doing it together. And it's called Within Reach. We believe that as we partner together, we can raise the evangelistic temperature. We can plant churches. We can launch multi-site campuses. And we extend compassion to our city and reach our city in Jesus' name. It's a big vision, but we serve a big God. It all starts here in just a few weeks. In just a few weeks, the advertising will start going out to the city. In just a few weeks, we'll be talking to you more about what that looks like. We believe that God is up to something bigger than us. Now, let's as we finish our meeting today, let's zoom down into what this third service looks like. Three Sunday morning services. We are starting a third Sunday morning service, and it begins this coming Easter Sunday, March 27th. Uh, We've got a slide here. Here are the three service times, 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.15 a.m. We'll leave that up there the whole time so you can just let it burn into your spirit. Okay. (laughs) We're not hiding anything anymore, okay? So those are the times. 8 a.m. Woo! Ah. 8 a.m. Ah. 8 a.m. Woo! Yeah, 8 a.m. Whoa! All right, I'm talking to the 9 a.m. crowd about 8 a.m. this morning, okay? So uh, we got 8 a.m., 9.30 a.m., and 11.15. Answer a couple questions. What's the same about these three services? Same worship experience. Same preaching experience, same preacher. What about kids ministry? We will offer kids ministry to all grade levels, to all ages, all during all three of those services. So they're going to be very much the same. What's going to be different? The first service is going to be a little different than the other two services. The first service is going to be 10 minutes shorter than the second two services. Okay. The first service is going to look a little shorter and the choir most times is not going to be singing during that first service. Okay. Now, why these times? Here's why. The choir is like going, ah, ah, right? So why these times? Here's the deal. Our goal is to provide an early 8 a.m. service to open up room in our 9.30 and our 11.15 for the unchurched and the unsaved. Who's going to come to an 8 o'clock service? (laughs) You're already committed. I love it. Do you think the unchurched are going to come at 8 a.m.? 
Do you think the guests, right? Those those guests are going to come check out the church, maybe check out Jesus, right? Are they going to come at 8 a.m.? Probably not. All right. So the idea is we want to make room in the two later services for our guests. We want to make room for our guests. We want to make room for the unchurched and the unsaved in those second two services. So what we're going to ask is many of you to move into that eight o'clock service. To make room in those other services. So here's what's my part. What's my part? I'm asking everyone to do this. Everyone. I'm ever asking everyone to sit in a service and serve in a service. Somebody say sit. Somebody say serve. So everybody sits and everybody serves. Okay. You remember the story of Mary and Martha? Remember that story? Mary was sitting at Jesus's feet, listening to his words. Martha was in the kitchen. She was working on stuff. She was cutting up vegetables. She was getting dinner ready. She was serving. Mary was sitting. Martha was serving. And Martha complained to Jesus. Jesus, why don't you tell her to get in here and help me? I'm the only one in here working. And Jesus said to Martha, he said to Martha, Mary has chosen what is better. And it will not be taken from her. What did that mean that that what Mary has chosen is better? What Jesus was was saying there is what Mary has chosen sitting takes priority. Better indicates priority. First, we sit. Right. Then we serve. We're all here sitting this morning, listening to Lord willing, the word of God, words of Jesus. We sit to receive We serve to give. We sit to receive and then we sit to receive some more and then we keep sitting. Some of you are really good sitters. You're like, man, I am such a a Mary. And others of you, man, I just connect with God when I'm serving. I'm I'm a Martha. The guys are going, I'm not Martha and I'm not Mary. I'm not either one of those. I don't know what you're talking about. My name is John. My name's Peter. Peter was the one who leaned on Jesus, listening. Peter was the guy getting things done, right? Okay. We're having fun. So I'm asking everybody to be a Mary and sit in one service and be a Martha and serve in another. And the reason why that first service is just a little bit shorter is because it's better for volunteers for the whole morning. It's better for our guests for the other two services. And we've got a ministry team lounge that's under construction as I speak and will be ready by Easter. It'll be ready for our third service. So if you're sitting and you're serving and you're here a little longer than you're used to, I got good news for you. We got foods. We got foods. We got comfy place to rest. Bring your pillow. Just kidding. No, see, we want you to be equipped to do what God's called you to do. And I'm asking for 100% participation. I'm asking for everybody to sit and everybody to serve. This is all in time, church. I don't know. I'm just going to check it out, see how it goes. No, all in. I'm looking for people who say, pastor, count me in. I don't know when I'm going to serve. I don't know when I'm going to sit, but I'm going to sit and I'm going to serve. How many of you say amen to that? Amen to that. It's going to take all of us for this vision to become reality. It's going to take all of us to reach more people. That's why a third service and that's your part in it. And I can't wait to get there. So here's the deal. Over the next few weeks between now and Easter, we're going to give you opportunities 
of where you're going to sit and where you're going to serve. We're going to tell you all the serving opportunities. We're going to help you find the place to serve where you're a 10. You're ready for this. And if you're not ready, we'll get you ready. We'll get ready together. And we're going to reach our city for Jesus. Amen. I want to pray with you today. If you are, if you're here today and you're saying, pastor, I don't know when I'm going to sit. I don't know when I'm going to serve, but count me in. If that's you stand to your feet, I want to pray for you this morning. Father, thank you. Thank you for building your church. Thank you for the many people here this morning that are, they're ready to make some sacrifice. They're ready to experience a little bit of pain so that we can continue to grow ourselves and grow the kingdom. Lord, I thank you for the, the citywide vision of within reach. I thank you for these almost 50 churches who are, who are trusting you, God, to do bigger things through them than ever before. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to bring about the unity within your church and among your churches, God. And Lord, we stand here in this morning and we stand here and we say, yes, Lord. God, if you can use a donkey, you can use me. God, if you can use fishermen and, 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 and mean old tax collectors, God, you can use us, God. If you can take an, a, a Paul or a Saul and turn him into a Paul, God, you can turn us into something powerful in the kingdom. Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us discover our part in the third service planning and this within reach planning. God, I believe that you're raising up ministers. You're raising up missionaries. You're raising up pastors. You're raising up, you're raising up servants in your kingdom. And I thank you that everybody here this morning is a minister in your kingdom. Lord, help us to find that place of ministry in Jesus name. Lord, we want to follow the cloud. We want your vision. We want your timing in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank God. Let's give God a hand this morning. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Some of you are here this morning with some very, very real needs. And we want to be able to minister to you in those needs. If you'd like prayer this morning, our prayer teams will be available. If you don't know Jesus today, if you don't have any assurance of salvation today, and if you're ready to follow him for the rest of your days, please come see one of our prayer workers this morning. God bless you today.